Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. Your shine. 
get it on. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.01 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. There will never be... Uh, oh. I hope that you had a great Christmas. I hope you had a happy holidays. There will never be another moment when we will be able to accurately share, describe, and articulate, not the word of the day, but articulate our feelings this early in the morning like we do on this show. We have a great guest today. Today's topic will be about diversity. It'll be about equity. It'll be about inclusion. It'll be about H2O. And it'll be about being on time for meetings, jumping off of Zoom calls. <laughs> we are here, ladies and gentlemen, with the director? Director. Director of the City of Aurora's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Michelle Wood. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Yes. We are here. It was a long holiday, y'all, so we had to ease into that and tiptoe into that. Um, but I hope that you guys are doing great this morning. Glad to see all of you guys here. And I want to give another special round of applause for our teammate recently returned from North Carolina. Monica is back. Oh, it was tough, y'all. It, uh, it was very tough doing this. You guys know that we powered through it together. Curtis doing the claps, too, and everything. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but uh, enough about us. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. Thanks good. for having me on. Definitely. How was your Christmas? Christmas was great. Got to see some family. Um, I'm still technically on vacation, so, you know, it must really be special. Yes, I saw your, uh, your email uh, response and everything. I'm not going to be back till January 4th. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> we still on for Monday? Yes, we are still. Uh, so I'm uh, happy to be here and um, had a great holiday and just really looking forward to some downtime. Good, good. Um, yeah, we still got a lot of downtime going, you know, the rest of this week and then uh, starting off a uh, brand new year fresh with that same um, same downtime. If you guys are just tuning in, once again, um, happy holidays to you. Glad that you guys are all back. Hope you had a safe and Merry Christmas. Um, so just because I like to you know, probe a little bit, what was the number one gift you received? What's the best thing you got? <laughs> the best thing I got probably didn't come on Christmas. I got engaged. Um, oh. Yep. In December 10th. And oh. So that was really my big uh, Christmas present. Oh, yeah. You closed the whole holiday. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was the best thing. But um, second best was having all of our kids home. So okay. that was nice. Youngsters are all around the country or all around Chicago or locally? Um, two of them live in the Chicago area, and okay. then one um, is in school in Miami. And so she came back. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, as we were talking a little bit before this about, um, you know, the meaning of, of, of Christmas and everything, and I'm glad that we were able to have a, a nice, wonderful, happy, and safe and productive uh, Christmas for everybody, for not just uh, for yourself and all of our families, for Nick, Monica, and all of our families to have a good, you know, a good, safe time. Yeah. All right. The time is 8.05 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make, and I know what you're thinking. He's going to tell us about Notices Imamosas. That's right. January's Notices Imamosas is postponed. Ladies and gentlemen, postponed. The reason why it's postponed is because, well, the New Year's Eve party is Friday. 
the teachers even mostly will be Sunday. We gonna just make sure that we gonna be ready for it. You know, we don't want to overstep ourselves and everything like that. But come see us, uh, Tavern on Broadway, twenty four North Broadway, um, this Friday, going into a brand new year. The time is eight oh five. All right, your department. Tell us about it. How big is the staff? You are the department head and the leader. Tell us all about it. Okay, so uh, my title is Director of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion uh, for the city. Uh, I am a division of one. So the way it works at the city, the department is the overarching umbrella. So I report into the mayor's office of community affairs. And within community affairs, we have equity, diversity, and inclusion. We have communication and we have special events. And so uh, my department, brand new to the city, it's just me right now, um, reports in through uh, Mayor's Office of Community Affairs. Okay, all right. Special events. Mike Nelson? Mike Nelson. Okay, Mike Nelson. We share a wall. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Mike Nelson, what's yeah. up? Good morning. Yep. Um, very cool. And then, so DEI, Communications, and Special Events. Yes. Um, is Are all the activities coordinated with each other? Uh, I would say... Yes, um, but there's going to be more integration. Okay. So if you think about um, communications, which is probably the thread that binds all of us together, mm -hmm. um, Tony and his crew, they have their hands in everything that we do internally and externally. Um, and the great thing about how Clayton runs our department is that he gets us together and we share. So we know what's happening and we can play off of that. Good. So. Um, Mike and Carla, special events, that's a well-oiled machine. Um, communications has always been sort of that through line that connects the dots for everybody. And now that my department's on, my division is on board, I'm connecting in so that we do have a more integrated look and feel to how we, how we do things. Absolutely wonderful. Good morning to Norma Peterson, Bianca Camargo, Josie Mendoza-Geller. Your card is on the wall. Thank you very, you know what? Yes. Ben and Josie Geller, thank you very much for the wonderful card that you sent us. We really appreciate that. God bless you, Monica. God bless you. All right. Bianca Camargo, good morning. Yay. Monica's back. That's right. Glad that everybody's here. Aisha Saxon, good morning to you as well. The time is now 8.08 a.m. When we think about those three key words, diversity, equity, and inclusion, let's pick that apart a okay. little bit. Um, what is inclusion to you? So <clears throat> I'm going to reverse the order. Okay. I know it's your show, but I'm going to reverse. No, no, the no, order. no, no. Switch that up. You can. Yes. Yeah, switch so, that. Switch that. Um, at the city, we focused on equity first. Okay. Um, and so equity is really important. We hear the word equality, but sometimes people confuse what equity is. And so we feel like if we take care of equity, the other things will start to fall in place. And so here's what I mean. When, when we talk about equity, let's imagine you have uh, children and your children are gonna be preparing to play a baseball game, mm -hmm. but they don't have cleats. And your children range in age from three to 15. You've got three children. Equality would mean everybody gets a pair of shoes. It's the same pair of shoes, same brand everything okay that's great everybody has a pair of shoes but those shoes might not fit your three-year-old or you know you, the shoes that you buy for your three-year-old 
won't fit the shoes that you buy for your 15 year old right okay well, that's equality everybody gets the same no matter what their needs are equity says i'm going to buy a pair of shoes so that those children can be successful on the field and i'm going to take a look at the situation and see that those make sure that those shoes fit so the three-year-old gets a pair of toddler shoes the 15 year old gets exactly what he or she needs in the size and maybe even a different brand that works for them right so that's equity making sure everyone has access to play um, and making sure that we understand what people need so that they can thrive and um, participate well yeah so that's equity we feel like if we take care of equity the diversity which diversity just means that um, Diversity just describes everything that makes us unique, right? All of our individual characteristics. Some of those characteristics are characteristics that we're born with, our, our race, our ethnicity, those things we're born with. In some cases, it could be our disability. Um, but diversity can also be where we're from, our our background, you know, our experiences, where we go to school. That That's also a part of diversity. When I look at diversity, it's like when you get a picture of a family gathering, right? And it's a large group of people. What's the first thing that you do when you see that group picture? I always look for grandma. You're looking for yourself. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Most people they see it, they're like, I look I remember taking it. So you're yeah. looking for yourself. Where am right? I at? Yeah. So when we see a picture, we're looking for ourselves in that picture. That's that diversity, right? Um inclusion means how well that those characteristics and those people, how well those people mix and play together, right? So you can have a lot of diversity, but if people don't feel like they're included, then you're not able to get the best out of each person because everybody's kind of in their own silo thinking about themselves. Very so, well said, yep. So that's, that's the <clears throat> difference between equity, diversity, and inclusion. Equity means that everybody, we give everybody an equal shot to participate and to thrive. And that might mean some people get something different or may get more support than another person. Diversity is just the individual unique characteristics that make us who we make us make up who we are. And then that inclusion is just making sure everybody comes together and, and plays well together and everybody feels that sense of belonging. Um, and joining the team in Aurora, um, where, actually, let me start with that. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Chicago. Okay. Um, but when I was three, my family and I moved to the Quad City. So I actually was raised in East Moline, Illinois. Okay. Um, now, coming into the role that you assumed here with the city of Aurora, mm -hmm. how has it been um, establishing these these concepts? Were they already there? Was the ground already prepared for that? Or did you create something new? The role itself is new. Okay. Um, I think... Um, when I look at the work that the city has done in terms of bringing the community together, we've always highlighted different pockets of the community, um, which is really cool. We're known for that. Um, but when I came into the role, I wanted to first focus internally. So how do our, how do our staff feel? What's the culture of our organization? And my mindset was, if I can make sure that our staff if they feel included, if they feel engaged, if they feel like they can bring their whole selves to work, then they're gonna produce a great product or experience for our residents, and our residents are gonna feel that. That's right. They're gonna be, you know, our folks will be more creative. They'll be more willing to take that call, 
right at five o'clock to answer somebody's question. They'll be more patient when they're dealing with a resident whose you know, tree or street wasn't plowed. They'll be, have that patience, you know what I mean? And then our residents will feel that. And if our residents feel that, then the city is just in general a nicer place to be. Right. So when I got here, initially, I think, honestly, I think they thought the role would focus externally first. And so then I, I challenged and said, let's take a look at what's going internally, what's going on at home first. And so we, we launched uh, an employee survey to better understand the culture. It doesn't make sense for us to start pounding out a whole bunch of programs and initiatives when we don't first understand what the organization needs. And right. so we launched for the very first time an employee survey. Um, and then now we're taking a look at um, the workforce and understanding, you know, how many women do we have in the organization? How many people of color do we have in the organization? Do we know how many vets we have in the organization? Just trying to get our arms around the makeup of our organization so that we can then design programs that and initiatives that support the staff um, that they really need that, and that they want and that, you know, they feel like will help them become the best um, professionals that they can be. The time is now 8.14 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora on the second largest cities. Wait, 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 they're not on nothing. Good Morning Aurora is the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Thank you for scratching it up, DJ. Monica is back. <laughs> Tyrus Brooks, good morning to you as well, dear Sir, uh, let me see. Alvin Soto, good morning to you. Shout out to the AP Dizzle. APD, you know, a little bit of hip hop for you there. Okay. Cindy Morales, good morning. Cruz Ocho, your music was just playing. And Anna Sierra of Anna's Custom Treats, good morning to you as well. Josue Pais, thank you for that wonderful message that you sent us on Christmas Day, dear sir. We hope that you and your family have been blessed as well. And Sally Bice, good morning to you as well, dear friend. Okay. Now, from the outside looking in, okay. um, you know, I, I, I know, you know, the mayor is a veteran. Michael Piggies is a veteran. Um, there's a couple other people who are veterans. And, you know, I, I've seen, I see women and, and uh, people of color. From the outside looking in, the city of Aurora, as represented by the city hall, it looks uh, quite diverse. But were there less categories of folks that we wanted there? Were there not that many veterans we want to boost up more? You know, how were the numbers looking? So you got to remember, um, our staff, the size of our workforce is anywhere from 950 people to 1,200 people, depending on seasonality, right? Okay. And so, you, of course, you're going to see the mayor, you're going to see Mike, you're going to see Clayton, you know, um, Alex, Alexandra. They're the faces of Aurora, right? But there are a ton of people behind the scenes and positions behind the scenes that we don't see, right? And so um, the goal of our project to look at the metrics within the organization was to see, okay, we see it looks on the surface like we're a diverse staff, but really are we, you right. know? And so we're just now diving into that. Okay. Um, and so we have, like a lot of organizations, we collect data um, through the hiring and recruitment process, um, but we didn't quite have a, um, a way in which we're, we could look at that data, and, say, in a dashboard 
format. And so that's what we're building. We're building that dashboard. Oh, right. Um, and so it's premature for me to say what the rest of the organization looks like. Absolutely. Because we, sure. haven't, we haven't quite yet built that dashboard. But, you know, if you invite me back, maybe next quarter, I can oh, give yeah. you a little bit of an update. Oh, you are. Um, you are <laughs> a. You're <laughs> back. Yeah. Give, you, give you an update. but And we'll, we'll take, you know, it's all public information. But right now we just don't know. And. So let me. So as an example, some of the things that we'll be tracking is not just the makeup of our organization, but we'll want to know how people are moving through the organization. Do we see any sort of roadblocks for, say, women or people of color or people with disabilities moving through the organization? Talking about advancement. Advancement right. through through the organization. We want to take a look and say, like, gosh, we've got. We want to know how many people are eligible to retire, right? right? You know, everybody's going along great, but if we're not monitoring who's going to retire, then we're not able to proactively, say, start developing lower within the organization to fill those spots or strategically recruiting to fill those spots. So that's just the type of information, along with understanding, do people feel a genuine connection to working for the city? Are they proud to work for the city? Um, do they feel like they have a say in um, sort of their day-to-day tasks? Do they feel like they're heard? Now, of course, everybody, it's still, it's a business, you know what I mean? And, you know, your manager, supervisor will still have to make some tough decisions. Right. But how they make those decisions, do you feel like you were included in that dialogue that led up to that decision, even if it's not what you would have chosen right. on your own. Right. Things should not be just dictated without you having any knowledge of it. One should be um, abreast of the situation as much as possible. Correct. And so and so that was part of the survey. Tell us, you know, if you feel like you have some input, you know, and if we don't, how do we change that culture around communication and informing um, so that staff knows what's happening and then also can provide their input? Because think about it. People often at the top make the final decisions, but people lower in the organization, they're closer to the residents. They know what the residents' needs are, right? right? And so we want to make sure that those ideas are bubbling up so that we don't design something that just doesn't connect with our residents. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. The time is 8.20 a.m. Monica, if you would be so kind, can you please take us to a commercial and let us... This feels good to do, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, Monica, please take us to a commercial. Let us know what's going on locally here in the city of Aurora. Good morning. Here are your local headlines. Real news, real people, real stories, 100% Aurora. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. January 29th from 12.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at the Prisco Center will be a great pop-up event for businesses. Passion Lily Boutique Events will be hosting this event, and it is open to the public. CBD items, plus-size clothing, plant-based hair care, and more will be on display for sale. Come have fun in the new year and support local artisans and creators. For more information, you can email events at passionlily.boutique. Families can start their New Year's Eve activities early with a celebration from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, December 31st at the Fox Valley Park District's Bagoon Athletic Center, 2121 West Indian Trail Road in Aurora. 
The annual family party will ring in 2022 with a variety of festivities. A traditional New Year's countdown featuring a balloon drop at noon will return. Kids and adults can get energetic while climbing and bouncing on giant inflatables, playing games, making crafts, and experiencing interactive, interactive entertainment. Guests are encouraged to pre-register by noon on December 30th to guarantee admission. Party favors, activities, and snacks. Advanced tickets are $11 per person and $14 at the door. Children under two are free. The event often sells out, so register on before the event day. Um, and you can also call 630-907-9600 for more information. Saturday, January 8th from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. will be a free women's self-defense demo hosted by State Representative Barbara Hernandez. This will take, a, this will take place at A-Town Boxing Club located at 727 Hill Avenue. Water and snacks will be provided. No registration is required. For more information, you can call 630-270-81848 and the flyer has also been shared on our social media. The flyer has been shared. Thank you very much for that news, Monica. Much appreciated. All right. Um, so real quick before we keep going with this great conversation, I uh, want to say good morning to our friends who are still down there in Florida living their best life in Key West. I appreciate that very much for the wonderful pictures you sent to the Instagram last night. However, the next time y'all go... <laughs> Can the Second Largest City's First Podcast get a uh, ticket to go with you? We would love to broadcast from the sunny shores of Key West. I want to be on that show, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of these days, we're going to do more live stuff in more different locations come up here in this new year. But, um, yeah, that's going to be one of the goals right there, the vacation. Like, you know, remember how Oprah used to do or the, the, certain people yeah. go on vacation, go live. Hey, I'm in Egypt. How nice. Okay, um, so there was a, I wanted to read something to you. Cindy Morales says to us, very wise to ensure that the right people are working and being supported. It will show in for the community. Um, one of the things that I've always, not just in our work environments, but everywhere, is that representation. When we see that ourselves or people like ourselves can achieve can get you know can get that football thrown to them not even necessarily necessarily about uh all of the you know resources going to us but it's just about having that representation um that's really big and i think it matters for especially for young people too um so my question is how is the city of aurora going about attracting a newer generation younger people in those roles or at least within your capacity yeah I think <clears throat> representation is a, such a huge um, portion because it aids in decision-making right and so um, I think Aurora like um, many municipalities and businesses has their eye on how do we re replenish that workforce um, and I think it's even more important, because have you heard of like brain drain? Yes. So <clears throat> you have cities and states, they monitor 
they'll have, you know, all these wonderful students grow up in their area and then they'll go live and work outside of the state or outside of the city. And so I think one of the things Aurora is doing kind of subtly is showing that this is a great place to work and to live and to raise your family because we want all of that talent to stay as close to us as possible. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's in our recruitment practices. It's um, definitely casting a wider net to make sure one attracting new people to the city. Um, making sure that our recruitment channels that we have explored new and diverse places where we can attract talent to, but then also partnering with our schools and organizations so that that talent that we've been raising here in Aurora over you know a lifetime that they really feel that sense of pull and want to come back and raise their families here and um, you know give us their time and their talents here at the city. So Right. Keeping all of that talent um in in house, in our city, in our town, yeah. and in our, and, our community. And you know, the <clears throat> thing the thing about representation is you can look at decisions that companies make and say, okay, they obviously didn't ask a woman about that. Right. You know, so as an example, you know those test tube dummies that they put in a car and they do the crash test? Yep. Well, it took them a very long time to realize that most, they were using like a six-foot average build male, five, nine, six-foot dummy um, to do the crash testing with. Not realizing women on average are a little smaller and shorter than that. And so they had a lot of people, the seatbelt, there were seatbelt injuries um, that were happening to women and they couldn't explain and that was because the crash test dummy that they were using was meant for a man right right and so having more women in that conversation when you're designing those tests means you'll start to realize oh maybe we should have dummies those and I don't know if that's the right word no that's uh, that's the technical term that they, okay, they even use that yeah. use the the crash have of varying sizes and heights and weights um, so that you're protecting everybody in the car. Another really great example of where representation would have been key. Um, remember the Chevy Nova? I do. It's a car. Okay. <laughs> in Spanish, they uh, tried to sell that car in, dark green. in Latin America. Yeah. Nova means no go. So they were wondering why they couldn't sell the car. Because it literally in its name says no it go. doesn't go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so having those different voices in the conversation means that you produce a better product and you're giving your um, your customers what they need and what they want. Right, right. So yeah. representation is huge. Yep. Uh, good morning, Michelle Gums, Ali Hernandez. Good morning, Maria Chirito, John Schomer. Good morning. Y'all want to go to y'all want to go to Key West. I see y'all. Look at that. Take me too. I, I, see, we could do we, you could do it. You get a live studio audience right on the beach. Broadcast. I can see it now. I can, oh, I, I can, can see it, it too. I can see it. I can, I can, see, see, it. I can it. see it too. I can see it. Yes. Right. And then we'll definitely have uh, hair, makeup, hair, makeup, libations. Absolutely. Yeah. Gunther. Yeah, right here. A little soft pool. wind blowing in the air so my hair blows in. I get, yeah. Oh, absolutely. man. It's coming soon. 2022. <laughs> here we come. Um, okay. So, so that was our discussion about um, uh, representation. Yeah. Now, Here's another question I, I 
like to know from the inside with City Hall. Um, on the outs again, on the outside looking in, City Hall seems to be. Sometimes you walk past on downer place, you see in the windows people tapping away with the cube. City Hall seems to be a place that is just bustling twenty four seven. Busy, 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 busy. No downtime. Is that the case? Um. Well, I remember I'm new. Just okay. got there in August. <laughs> so, of course, my impression of what's happening is there's a lot going on. But I would say the bulk of the work, now, I don't want to say the bulk. I think City Hall is one place where a lot of work gets done. Okay. But there are people, um, the DSC building, you know, our streets folks. And, yes, streets um, and sanitation, yeah. Yeah, our water folks, they're working around the clock to make sure that our residents are safe. And so I think there's just, you see the folks in City Hall, but there's a general hum about the city. There's, there's, the mayor always says there's something happening here. Mm-hmm. And it's people, you know, look at how beautiful just the landscaping was all summer around downtown in oh, the great. city. Yeah. There are folks who, Put that together and um, really with a, they're passionate about it and they're up very early doing that stuff so so much I think that makes this city run is happening at night when you and I are are sleeping I think that those folks the work that you know our 911 operators are doing mm-hmm. and you know our public safety folks you know they're out there handling business and we're just rolling out of bed you know what I mean streets so. and sanitation is that Alex Oh gosh! What's I, the brother's name? No, I Alex don't Martinez? know. I don't know all the names of people, which that's bad. Please, okay. that's bad. I gotta, I'll do better next. We time. We gave him a but. shout out. He came here to take a picture one day. I can't think of his name. Young guy. You talking about Adrian? Adrian, that's his name. His name is Adrian. All right, Adrian, what's <laughs> up? Good morning. We got we got there in the end. All right. Um, so let's see here. Casado Casey Cuevas. Good morning, Cheryl Brownell. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Um, when I when I go through, um, we'll we'll talk about how we started off in our in our earlier conversation or our, uh, last week. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion now seems to be a standard. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like the city of Aurora really had an issue with it in the first place. I, mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of the way uh, the city has gone about business from my from my time being here. I wasn't here to experience really other mayors and all that. Um but those three or these three elements now seem to be standard practice for businesses. Are you able to tell a business that has cared about those things in its history mm-hmm. as opposed to one who just jumped on what we'll call the bandwagon for this conversation? Yeah, I think I think what you're sensing is um let's I'll just be frank. So the um, murder of George Floyd combined with the pandemic um, where people were kind of locked in their homes and all they could do was watch the coverage. Sure. Right. Um, And so I think at that time you had companies and cities reacting to what they were seeing. Um, and in some cases, people or organizations, leaders were saying, okay, 
we now need to there were companies they signed this pledge about how black lives mattered and um they made all these grand statements right um and so what i would say though and and consumers are smart people are smart they can see through that they can tell if it's just window dressing because those companies or organizations made a statement one statement and then nothing else right didn't follow up with anything else um but the organizations who are serious about it um no matter when they start their journey because the topic of equity diversity inclusion is a complex topic it's not it's and it's like turning a ship it's not like turning a little boat it's a it's a ship it means it's going to be really slow and if you're doing it right you're methodical in your approach you realize you might have to back up a little bit and then make some adjustments and turn and turn and turn and so the organizations who are serious about it you can tell because you don't hear the word diversity just one time and then don't see any actions so with the city and i i'm i'm new so I don't know all the history, but since I've been here, I saw us raise the Mexican flag, mm-hmm. right? Since I've been here, I saw us greet um, the the monument for, um, and I'll, I won't say it right, Panhellenic, the Greek. Oh, you did it. The, that was it. Yeah, that, Panhellenic. Yes. Ooh. So the, they they had they unveiled the Greek monument. Um, they have had uh, ribbon cuttings um in Pacifica Square right. highlighting um mm-hmm. the the Eastern Asian community and so there are all these things we talk about diversity the mayor talks about diversity but then you start to see these small little actions that say you know what they actually might be doing something they actually might be paying attention to that kind of stuff and so and then you bring in someone like myself so what you have to understand we have dedicated a position and budget to this initiative, right? This is not window dressing. You don't bring someone and put them in that position and then let them sit. Right. So I have been very impressed with the commitment from top down um, related to diversity, equity, inclusion. And this is just the beginning for us. I thought it would be irresponsible to come in and say, okay, I need 10 people to support this initiative. No, what I need is I need the ability to assess the organization, see where we are, understand the culture, and then let's slowly start to put some things in place that will help us move the needle forward. Um, Because it's not about, say, me, it's not about Mayor Irvin. It's about the future and the legacy. And so we're building those foundational level bricks upon which a culture of accessibility, inclusivity, um, diversity, all those things will be built on that and it's gonna be strong. And, and when we build that culture, what's gonna happen is our employees are gonna feel it, our residents are gonna feel it. We will will have businesses clamoring to get here and work with us, so that increases our tax base. So, um, sorry, I got a little passionate there, but you can tell the organizations who, it's just window dressing, they just made a statement and then they walked away from it and they won't, until the next high profile thing happens, they won't bring it up, but with us, we said, you know what? Let's bring, let's let's fill this role. Let's get somebody in to fill the role. Let's give that person the resources they need to make sure that we do this right. And then let's take steps to get there. It's not going to happen overnight, um, but slow baby steps, um, and we'll start to see the progress. Oh, goodness! Yes, yes. 
I love the hand clap. <laughs> I need that. I need that. I'm a runner, and so um, it's it was. I've run a couple marathons, and you just don't know the people on the side clapping for you. It really does boost you. So I appreciate the, the definitely, hand claps. That definitely, helps me. definitely. All right, the time is eight thirty-seven a.m. So. Uh, good morning to Alejandro as well. Susan Sosa Bachmeyer, good morning. Uh, I like her. Would you please share my group for Women of Aurora? Certainly. And uh, actions speak louder than words. Absolutely. Very well, very well said, um, Josue. Because, um, and again, we, we've seen that with a lot of different companies and corporations. I think it does kind of highlight, though, how the, the role that they have come to play in everyday life now, where the cues of people are being taken on the behalf of large, um, large corporations, we're doing this more at a local level uh, with local city or you guys rather. Um, and I think that, that that human touch is much more, you know, much more effective. Yeah, and it's a standalone role. So you'll have organizations that have someone in the equity spot, but it might be a part of what they do. Right. I think what was really smart is bringing it in. Um, and saying, okay, it's a standalone role and that is the focus. And that allows me to stay at the high level so I'm, I can stay and look at the vision for where we want to take this um, versus having it be combined with another duty or responsibility. And then it kind of gets watered down. Um, although I will say there are some organizations and cities who have someone in the dual role and they're doing great work okay you know what i mean and so <clears throat> it's possible me. you just have to have a focus on it okay um what was your first job ever in life ever in life i worked at uh do you guys have kmart here did you guys have kmart the store kmart uh i don't know about aurora but i remember kmart okay yeah. so yeah <laughs> i was my very first job ever was i worked at kmart and i was a cashier and then i got to stock shelves i think actually um, I still have in my things, I still have my, my name tag. So that was my very, very first job ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is your educational background? I uh, went to Southern Illinois University in Carmadale. And so I have an undergraduate degree in business, and then I stayed uh, because I wasn't quite ready yet to become an adult, and I got my master's in business administration. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I went straight through. I just, I just wasn't ready, and then um, worked on campus in their financial aid department for a little while, and um, yeah, and then started my. Professional career really started at John Deere. I, I worked in human resources for 20 years at John Deere. Human resources at John Deere, great yeah. American company there. Yeah, it um, actually, um, my dad retired with like 40 plus years there. So we were a John Deere family. And um, it was one of those situations when I was growing up, all of my friends either had a parent or relative who worked for deer it was it was huge in our community so, right and this is yeah. east moline i lived uh, deer's headquartered in moline i grew up in east moline okay you definitely want to don't want to they're rivals okay you know? yeah, yeah so don't even don't get wanna, okay you right. don't want to mix the two <laughs> right yeah <Okay. laughs> um well that's uh there's there's many uh that's kind of an american story there's many communities like that where the the caterpillar for this area mm -hmm. was that 
for a long time. I mean, everybody's family, dad yeah. or somebody, an mm-hmm. uncle, somebody of you, why not work at Caterpillar, mm-hmm. uh, a community community staple? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So when did you make the journey to the second largest city? Uh, 2006, I came, uh, yeah, came here, uh, was from a previous relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, his family was from this area, and so... Uh, my daughter and I relocated here then, and we've been here ever since. All right. Okay. On and off, I spent a little time. I had an international assignment, so um, left um, for about 18 months. lived in South Africa, but yeah, since then I've been here. Which reminds me. Monica, can you take, a, take me to a commercial? That reminds me. Thank you very much. I knew that. You ever wake up and you think, I'm missing something. I'm thinking something. <laughs> we will take a brief moment of silence mm. for Archbishop Desmond Tutu, yes, yes, who passed away yesterday. The time is 8.42 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. My son is currently a Saluki. Hey. All y'all Salukis. That's right. The Gellers. That's right. right. (laughs) Shout out to the Salukis. Great way to start the week. Thank you very much. Um, And we got real quick, we have something that we like to call... Well, thank you very much, Josue. He says, good interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Very important. Now, I'm going to break this to you. The details are still formulating, but we got 98% of it. We got the rice made. The roux is still going, so we can add this by dinner time. Uh, January 15th, great organizations in the community will be teaming up to address the lack of vaccinations here in the city of Aurora. The Neighbor Project, in conjunction with Friends Unidos and VNA Healthcare, will provide. Will, blah, blah. Okay, we got a thing. Whenever we mess up our words, we take a sip. So let's cheers oh, them up yeah. real quick. Okay, cheers. cheers them up. Yes. Okay. Everybody at home, sip them up. Now mine only has. I'm on vacation. Mine only has water. Is that? Is that? No, that's fine. That oh, that okay. water water counts. Because you know when you're on vacation, it's usually a little little stronger. But right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's more of a mental thing to remind ourselves. So take it easy. Okay. Unidos, the neighbor project, and BNA Healthcare will be providing immigration, housing, and health resources at Sacred Heart Church. In the city of Aurora, the final details, including the fire, are the bi- flyer are being formulated as we speak. We will let you guys know about that. More details to come, but January fifteenth will be the day. Shout out to our friends of Unidos and VNA Healthcare for all that they do in the community. The time is eight forty-four. All right. Hey, I just want to say thank you for for that for getting that information out. That is so important. Certainly. Um, so I appreciate you doing that. Oh yeah, definitely. We um, we have we have friends and neighbors, and we have senior citizens, and we have people who are um, undocumented who we don't want to fall behind due to a lack of information. And not only that, the other thing I think a lot of people don't understand is that people who are undocumented are not just members of the Latino community. There are a lot of people in this country who are undocumented or who who um, 
may potentially fall between the cracks. Mm -hmm. And that affects everybody because I have neighbors who don't want to, who are afraid to get vaccinated. They want to, but, you know, they going into a government building just overwhelms them. And if we can help them by making it a little bit less formal, a little bit more familiar to them, then we got to do that. Well, that's an issue of equity, right? Exactly. Health equity, um, meeting people where they are, removing some of that fear. Um, We have people in the African-American community who are afraid of doctors because of historically we were experimented on, right? Right. And so um, bringing that information to people versus just expecting everybody, one, has access to go online and sign up for something or know where to go. Um, It's huge, and it's definitely going to be a a difference maker, I think. Yeah. I found that, and and with the people that we've we've been working with, too, um, representate, when they see people like us, then they realize, like, okay, that's somebody I can talk to. That's somebody who, if I have questions, I can I can bring to them. That it 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 really does. It, it goes a long way. And the virus does not care whether or not you're documented a- or not. Amen. It doesn't care if you're rich, poor, black, white, Hispanic. It doesn't care about that. The virus is the virus. And so, if we can remove some of those obstacles and barriers to make sure that uh, our community is safe and everybody's healthy. Um, I think it's just a win for everybody. It is. It is. Now let's get to the let's get to the let's get to the real nitty gritty. Oh gosh, we have this conversation. Okay. Let's okay. let me let me hold now on. I'm let me really gonna sure, sweat. Let's make sure we get this because you know I'm, I'm looking. What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, <clears throat> R&B. Typically, um, I'm stuck in the 80s right now, so on Sirius, I listen to The Groove a lot. Okay. So lots of Frankie Beverly, lots of Isley Uh-oh, Brothers. yeah. You know, <laughs> lots of Billy Ocean, hello, you know. Hello. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Lionel Richie. So, yeah, a lot of that. Okay. All right. Um, and how has R&B's changed? It has. It's changed a lot. It's changed a whole lot. I mean, it's... Uh, the, the content that's being put out there is different. The messages that's be, that are being displayed is a lot um, a lot different. But I wonder, does Aurora have enough good music and good musicians? Oh gosh, um, this is not. I was not prepared for this question. <laughs> so um, so here's here's what I will say. Um, when st- when you work for the city. Now, I my eyes are open to a lot more things that are happening in in the area. And so I suspect that there are artists of all sorts um, who um, come from the city of Aurora. And I just I just haven't been exposed to them yet. I in a city like this, with as much culture that we have, Mm -hmm. it would be crazy to think that we don't have very talented artists of all genres uh, coming from the city. So I don't know, but I would assume we have a ton of great artists and very talented people working. That was an excellent answer, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. (laughs) And you know what? Future in politics, y'all. No, no, sir. um, Now, favorite restaurants? 
Okay. My, honestly, my favorite meal um, it has always been uh, hamburgers and french fries. Okay. So anywhere that I can go to get a great burger is awesome. Um, but my second favorite is Mexican food. Mm -hmm. And so that's why Aurora is awesome because I can go anywhere and try um, different things. Yeah. Um, so I can't say I have a favorite restaurant. Um, I just like to eat. Okay. <laughs> I just enjoy eating. So. That works. That that's that, yeah. that really works and, good. And there's some downtown places like <clears throat> right on the corner of 44. Like there's City Hall and then there's a restaurant right there. I don't know the name of Mexico. It's a collet line. Yeah, that one. I can't pronounce it. They have this great shrimp soup. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, it so, is. So I like there and then I haven't been there, but there's a restaurant called Altiro, not too far from yeah, around the corner. Our building yep. um, that people go to. I <clears throat> try to bring my lunch. Okay, um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I love to eat. And so next time, if you want to do like a little restaurant tour, if you need a roving reporter to test out okay. different places, you know, give me my oh, list you looking of at our notes for that shit? What you looking at? <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to do that. All right. Okay. Um, now the time is eight fifty. Um, eight fifty. Time. I'm telling you, it goes fast. It goes I, really yeah, fast you know, on I'm, this show. I'm nervous. You did. You do a great job because I'm was nervous. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, is there anything yet? I, and I know that you just you just assumed leadership in this role. The work is still ongoing. But is there anything on your list of priorities that you really you know coming into this role? You're like. I want to address this, not because it's something lingering, but just your, your, because you are a person who is proud of what you do and what you bring to the table. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is there anything where you're looking like, I want to tackle that? For us on this show, it's making sure that the people who never had a shout out finally get their time in the sun. Mm -hmm. That's what it is for us. What is it for you? Um, I think it's very similar. So... When you come and you experience and interact with the city, you'll never, most folks won't ever see me, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I hope that the work that I'm doing behind the scenes um, really helps to um, pave the way for a great experience when you interact with the city. And so what I mean by that is, I see my role as helping to make sure our employees are engaged that our employees uh, feel like they belong, not that they're just a number or a cog in the wheel, but they really feel like uh, they can bring their whole selves to work and they can be passionate about what they do and that they are truly um, not just accepted, but welcomed, right? I feel like when staff, they feel that energy. And so my job is to um, help make people feel great about the work that they do, no matter what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, we see what the mayor does, but you don't see the people who are setting out porta potties for stuff. Right. And and all that stuff matters. You know, the the small things, making sure that debris is removed from the streets and that, you know, our walkways are clear. All of those things matter. And so my job is to make sure that not just folks in leadership, but people at all levels of the organization feel like they're engaged, that they understand that the work they do 
is vitally important to the city and to our residents. And so if I can if I can achieve that, if I can increase engagement, if I can increase that sense of belonging, if I can increase that feeling of inclusion, I know that I'm included, I see myself in that picture when I look at our staff photo, then I honestly believe that the experience, when anytime you experience someone from the city, that it's gonna be a better experience that our residents are gonna feel that positive energy. They're gonna feel um, you know, that welcomed. They're gonna feel like, yeah, I can ask this question and no question is, is, is dumb or stupid or unnecessary because people who work at the city make me feel like I'm important. If I can do that for our staff, then I truly believe staff will do that for our residents and our residents will feel that energy and we then there truly will be something happening here because everybody's going to have that positive friendly atmosphere and people will be clamoring to get here so honestly i think you know the work that i do is really about giving that hand clap give you know that applause that appreciation making sure people feel rewarded and building people up in the background so that when they interact with folks in the city that they have a great great experience because the people working at the city feel great about the work that they do where do you see aurora in five years five years well from a inclusion perspective i think by then we will for sure have our arms around the workforce we will know what's driving uh, behaviors, our numbers, our folks will be engaged. I think we will have um, a bright spotlight on us because I think from an economic development perspective, we won't be able to keep businesses away. Um, we'll have a lot more um, emphasis on small businesses. So one of the initiatives I'd like to come back and talk to you about maybe in nine months or so is our emphasis around small minority women-owned businesses. Um, I think you'll start to see that. I think the downtown revitalization will continue to grow strong. Um, and yeah, I think I think that'll be great. I think we'll see, um, I would love it just for us to, be able to will be known as a as a city that's accessible, that's inclusive, and that's welcoming. Right. Um, and so, I, I think in five years, I think that you'll, they won't be able to stop us. Uh, there's a question about the city passing a welcoming city ordinance. A welcoming city ordinance. I'm not sure I know what that is. Okay. Can you give me more detail? Uh, not at this moment. Okay. I, I can. Uh, I guess that'll be for part next time too. Yeah. 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 That'll be for yeah, next no, time. Yeah. No, a welcoming city ordinance. I don't know what that means. Um, and then the other question. Oh, that's not a question. It's a statement. Gloria Gerardo. Good morning to you, Aurora. Hope you had a nice Christmas. I hope you have a nice New Year's Eve. Stay safe out there. Okay. Amen. Why? Thank you. Thanks, very Gloria. much. That was that, was, very uh, that nice. was as motivational as we needed at this moment. Absolutely. Um, all right. So the time is eight fifty six. Anything we forgot? I, I don't think there's anything we forgot. I think the thing is, is and I hope you'll invite me back because absolutely, this is an ongoing discussion. Right. You know, we talked a lot about what we're doing internally in the city and I'd love to be able to talk to you in the future about 
initiatives that we've put in place, some of the results that we've seen um, as part of our efforts. But um, no, I think we've touched on a broad range of things. And that's what's so cool about this topic is, you know, we talked about the staff, but we didn't even talk about equity in terms of education, sure. equity in terms of health outcomes, access to transportation. This is a huge, huge topic. And the city is just, you know, taking the first steps to to look at some of those things uh, a little closer. Can I give it one little shout out? Absolutely. Operation Senior Shovel was awesome. a huge yeah. success. We had uh, we filled up all of our slots in a matter of hours, and so now we really need volunteers. So if you um, would like to volunteer to help out with your uh, to help our seniors in the community, please call our customer service line. And I wish I knew it by heart, but I don't. But somebody will put it in the chat, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but please volunteer to help our seniors um, uh, shovel their walkways and make sure those are clear uh, this this winter time. We had an incredible response, um, and so I just while I'm able to like to do a little shout out for them. Definitely, and we'll give a specific shout out to Katrina Boatwright. Yes, absolutely, KB. KB. All right. Uh, so with that being said, we yeah we had. This was a good conversation. It was. I, I've always been a, again, I think that the city has done a lot of great work. Um, I recently just moved, well, a year and almost two years ago now, I moved from downtown to the east side. So I'm not as intimately familiar with the workings that go on downtown anymore. But I've seen what the city was and what it is now, and it's made a lot of leaps and bounds. So I'm glad that. You are in the role that you're in and that these principles are being, you know, uh, not adopted because that would make it sound like they weren't there before, but being strengthened. Mm -hmm. uh, so as, as a show, we wish you the very best and, and good work. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. I think the show um, does a lot of great things for the city and highlighting uh, people like said, giving shout outs to those folks who didn't have that before is, is an awesome endeavor. And so I, I appreciate the opportunity. Let me know how I can support you. Thank you very much. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great episode. This has been a great show, and we appreciate Michelle for coming on to the show. We hope that you all learned something today. I sure did. I learned that you Salukis <laughs> are out there and doing great work in the community. We appreciate that. Support DEI efforts wherever you see them. Monica is back, and we really appreciate her um, and all the work that she has done being with the show since day one for her and i want to give a special thank you to a friend of the show named nick thompson what's up nick for putting us in contact with the show here yeah right up he's looking great all right as we tell you guys take care of yourself and each other Thank you.